Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall. I'm your host, Braden Figgins, and I am joined by the wonderful and fantastic other hosts who are going to tell us what their favorite kind of sandwich is. And we're going to start with Kendall. That's a good question. Um, There was this sandwich shop that is no longer there near my high school. And they had something called the Captain's Sub. And it had like pastrami and provolone and turkey and onions and some other stuff. I don't remember, but it was so good. And it had this beautiful like honey mustard dip. Oh, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. But yeah, that was my favorite sandwich. I don't know if that's a, a type. But that was my favorite sandwich. They went out of business and I cry about it every day. Let's go with Haley. I'd have to say my favorite sandwich is a French dip sandwich. Ooh. I had one for the first time the other day. Maybe I wasn't like super impressed, but like maybe I need like a gourmet version of it. We made really, really basic ones. Yeah. You just have like roast beef and cheese. It was just roast beef and cheese. Hunter, go ahead. Um... I'm a pretty simple man. I like a good bacon, egg, and cheese. Ooh. Breakfast sandwich. You know, I would not have gone that direction at all for breakfast, like sandwiches, but I respect a man who can go that way. Love Breakfast breakfast sandwiches sandwiches. set your day. A sausage egg McMuffin. Mm, A McGriddle. A McGriddle. Goaded. So much sugar in there, though. Sam, what is your favorite one? I was going to say a, like a classy French dip, but Haley took that. You can have the so, same favorite sandwich, nope. Sam. That's okay. <laughs> Actually, my, my goal the entire time was to have two. So French dip and I love a good meatball sub. Ooh, Ooh meatball subs yes. are so good. Firehouse meatball subs. Meatball subs hit the spot. As I said, my name's Brandon Figgins. My favorite, I actually have like three. Uh, you guys said one of them. And meatball subs is one of my all-time favorites. And it's like a bonus points. Um, bonus points. And the winner today is Haley and Sam for having the most liked sandwiches. Yeah, you um, get a poll for this episode. What's your favorite sandwich? We'll do it in, uh, <laughs> on Instagram. Um, so meatball sub. You can never go on wrong with a BLT. BLTs are like good. Bacon. Oh my I gosh. I hate tomatoes. I, I, I can I also, also tell you like tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong. Immediately gets blasted. <laughs> Yeah, tomatoes are kind of gross. Sorry. I'm quitting this podcast. You guys are, you guys, that's it. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. All right. I'm the new host. Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right. And then my All other right. one is a, is a Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteaks are so good. I, I'm I not talking to you guys you ever again. We are no longer All right, friends. Fine. I don't agree with you there. Gosh dang. That's what I thought. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the most heated debate in all of Dungeons and Dragons. Which is better, roleplay or combat? So, for those roleplaying virgins out there who have never played a single roleplaying game, tabletop roleplaying game in their life, there are two very distinct, at least in Dungeons and Dragons, there are two very distinct um, parts of the game. Roleplay, which is when you are... Actually, let's go like this because I don't feel like explaining it. Kendall, what is roleplay? Roleplay is the storytelling aspect of the game. It's when you are interacting with other characters or with NPCs, which are non-player characters, mom. And, um... (laughs) Mom. (laughs) Every episode, jeez. Hey, hey, she's supporting me, but she doesn't understand, so she wants to support me. It's we can a have a, sub, a subsection of the podcast called Mechanics for Moms. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. That's hilarious. Instagram. Yes. Okay, I will start. I will do that. Okay. Mechanics for Mom. 
Uh, and that's going to be one of our taglines for the show from now on. Yeah, basically, it's a storytelling aspect of the game. Okay. And then, Hunter, what is combat? Combat is where you fight things. Pretty simple. Yes. And combat is played. There's two, a few different ways where you can play combat. Combat is how I explained it to people is the board game side of Dungeons and Dragons. If you played in the way where you have miniatures or, or some way to show where your character is on a board, um, that's one way to do combat. The other way is called theater of the mind, which is what we've been doing a lot more recently because all my miniatures are packed away which is literally just imagining it. Imagining everything that's going on. There's no visual representation except for what's in your mind. So very different styles of combat, but both the same, doing the same exact thing. So let's get a quick question real fast. Who's on team roleplay? Me. Ooh. Hello, Hunter. Hunter and Kendall. So team combat. That'd be me and Haley, I guess. Ooh, this is perfect. I'm not going to choose a side then. I, you guys are- I really go for both sides but i knew sam was going to be the only combat person so i'm going to back him up on this oh well my reasoning for combat is actually two-sided so we'll we'll get there when we get there you guys are going to have to convince me who is a heavy role play person my you guys know most of my campaigns are probably 80 percent role play 20 percent combat i hate combat it is so long and drags on forever um, so you guys are going to have to convince me, both of you guys, I'm actually, we'll go in zero bias right now. You guys will have to convince me which side is better. Zero bias. Even though I already have a huge bias. Let me give you a list of my bias. By the way, there's no bias. I'm going in clean slate. You guys can convince me either way. Um, with your, I'm going to go with your guys' specific evidence and I'm going to choose who wins this debate and it won't be yes i have a bias towards role play but i'm specifically gonna talk about your guys's gonna judge the winner on your guys's topics and uh evidence you bring up fair enough is this like a wait never mind so that doesn't work this is a full-on debate now because we are split down the middle do we have rules okay. and everything? The rules we- is you have to make fun of the other person. You can't actually debate. We're going by uh, the presidential debate rules. Don't talk about anything you're going to do in your presidency. And if you lose your argument, you start being mean. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're short, so. Your face is small. You're stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> so do we need to break out into separate ro- rooms really fast? Nah. What? Nah, now you're, you're, going, you're going a little bit too much. You're going a little bit no, too deep into this. No, I'm not. Kendall, I just want to win. You like are overthinking. You, no, because you made it a competition now, Brayden. Yeah. So it is actually very serious now. It is. I guess we are breaking out into groups. You know what? You guys got five minutes to discuss. Go in into separate groups. Chat. In a private chat. In a private chat. And we'll just okay. cut to it. And we're back after our spontaneous group breakout sessions. Fantastic. You guys didn't hear a single thing that went on. I gave them five minutes and they only went for 30 seconds. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a really short podcast episode. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming out, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great rest. Uh, So we're going to start first. We flipped the coin and team role play is going to go first and try to convince me that their aspect of Dungeons and Dragons is better. So team role play, which is Kendall and Hunter, you're up. All right, Hunter, are you okay if I talk first? Yeah, go for it. So to start our argument off, I would like to pose a question. What is Stranger Things without Dustin and Steve? 
Well, I'm going somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. Hold I don't on. think we, I don't think we discussed this. Hang on, Bailey. I <laughs> think we win. This is a weak argument already. Okay, what is Stranger Things without Dustin and Steve and their lovely interactions? Boy. What is? Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I've got a counter argument using your same argument. I'm ready. Leave me alone. Hey, okay. hey, Team Combat, shut up. What is Psych without Sean and Gus antics? And finally, what is Dungeons and Dragons without roleplay? Hunter, would you like to continue? Of course, of course, of course. Wait, that's Thank your you. whole argument? We're not done. Okay, Hunter, your turn. I mean, she does bring up a good point with Sean and Gus. As an avid fan of the hit TV show Psych, not sponsored. <laughs> um, wish we were. <laughs> I really cool. wish. Oh, my gosh. Um, Delay Hill, come on the pod. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be awesome. Uh, anyways, the interactions between playable characters and your non-playable characters, you're, be you're able to learn more about lore, learn more about the world. All of that is contained within role-playing. Being able to make all these wonderful memories and be able to build relationships through dialogue and whatever antics you get up to, that's kind of I'm the so essence sorry. of role-playing. And that's I where I feel like a lot of the journey comes from. But I just remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> what is Lord of the Rings without the fellowship? Oh my god. There oh my we gosh. go. There we go. It's all over now. They can can't I, do anything about it. As the the moderator, what is Lord of the Rings without the combat? Um, still a great story about two friends overcoming overwhelming odds. Yeah, I was about to say, what do you remember Action. more? Them walking through the woods or Helm's Deep? I was, I was literally going to bring that part up. <laughs> I was like, Helm's I Deep is Legolas the greatest scene. You know what I remember? I remember Lord Denethor running off the peak of Minas Tirith while he's on fire. During, That's what I remember. During what? Anyway, nope, sorry. I can't. I'm not arguing for team combat. Like, listen, yeah, Mr. Bias, get out of here. Okay, continue so, on. I apologize. You can't have a story without role play. And if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, to not have a story, you're not really playing Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is about the, the story, and I hate that I'm about to say this, but the friends we make along the way. Yeah. Oh There's so many people who love to do dungeon crawls that are going to be so mad at you. Friendship you know is magic. Friendship is magic. And anything else, Hunter? No, I'm curious to see what the, what the combat plebs have okay. to say. Uh, friendship is magic. We close our opening statement. All right. Five minutes. You guys took five minutes. <laughs> and all we got was, what is Dustin and Steve without Dustin and Steve? <laughs> I mean, right. I'll tell you. I'll what tell you what we have. Wonderful. Team combat ready. Wonderful opening statement from Team Roleplay. We learned that what are movies without movies? Factual. Did I actually say what is Dustin and Steve without Dustin and Steve? No. no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> stranger things. Don't worry. Thank you. Uh, all right. Team Combat, go ahead and give your opening statement. Now, Haley, if I can start off with a counter argument, I would, I would love counter to start argument off with later. a counter argument. Just kidding. Go ahead. I'll tell you what Stranger Things is without Dustin and Steve, because you don't need to get rid of them for them to be no combat. Let me, I'm not phrasing that properly, but again, Stranger Things, it's all about the monster and the strange things. The role play, who cares about that? We want to see Steve whack old Demi Gorgon with the baseball bat. What was the other examples that Kendall gave? Um, Lord Psych. of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, we've already been over that. Psych! Bring I it on, I, I hate to hear what you have to say about this, because I will find you and kill you. Do you remember the episode of Psych, where they were on the oil rig? Yeah. And 
they were in a combat situation. Sean was trying to get Gus to be a table. Gus is a table. Oh, yeah. That's a combat scenario. Is it? And or is that role play? It's combat for sure. Because they're mm. getting shot at. Their armor class was too high. Mm. They were hiding. They're cover. using their, their, their combat actions. And there was plenty of role play and combat in there. You don't need the lack of combat to tell a good story. In fact, it enhances it. Lack of combat enhances it? I'm confused with your statement there. Combat makes everything better. Mm. Hey, team team role play. Shh. Quiet in the front. I was just going to No, no, no. Those are my two cents. Okay. I love complex and interesting turn-based combat systems. And the ability to be able to completely customize your character with items, subclasses, multi-classing means that you can build your character to do so many cool things in combat. And it's just, as a min-maxer, it's really cool to be able to see the character that you create be able to do all these amazing combat-related... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Uh, shenanigans? Shenanigans, yeah, shenanigans sure. Like will you word. quickly... <laughs> Haley, will you quickly explain what a min-maxer is in D&D? So a min-maxer is someone who does optimize character building. So, for instance, my rogue, she'll have a maximum of points in her dexterity, but like a minimum in her intelligence because it's not something she'll use very often. The so, pointy end of the knife goes in the person. Exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's where you sacrifice things that your character will not use to be able to make the things you will use more powerful. Okay. Uh, continue on with your argument. Apologize. No, you're fine. Um, oh. That's pretty much it. I will say right now, the... Um, only D&D related thing that was said was Haley. You guys didn't relate it back to why D&D role play is better than D&D combat. Because what I got from you guys... I said that Sean and Gus were making combat actions like hide, dodge, and they were using your armor class to dodge bullets. <laughs> armor class to dodge bullets. Um, I was using that as a metaphor. Right. And I and I related it to D&D, &D, and I feel like I just got neglected by, by my best friend. All right, team roleplay. <laughs> Continue right. on. Some of the most memorable things in D&D &D happen when you are roleplaying, right? Because you have an NPC that could be a little weird and kooky, or you could bond with another member of the party. Um, you learn more things. You learn about the lore. You... Um, also like delve deep into like emotional backstories it's it's the lifeblood of dnd role plays the lifeblood of dnd yeah, building off of backstories combat is important I'm, I'm not gonna lie combat is very important that's how some things are going to progress in the world however if somebody in your party is injured or dying or something is happening during that combat how are you as a person going to care about their character? I mean, role-playing, as you role-play, you get to know their character better, and you get to learn about them, their likes, their dislikes, and you, you become attached to them. And that will, it, it will help enhance the combat, sure. But I mean, what are you going to do if little Boblin the Goblin is dying on the floor and you know nothing about him? He's just, just another dude. Just another body him. on the field. Mm -hmm. And then combat has no weight because you didn't role play and you didn't make that connection. And so it's like, why are you even fighting? Think of instead. A girl was fighting Wait. for. No, Mickey Mouse just showed up in my closet. We oh, need to oh, start. Oh, oh, hello. Listen here, pal. Listen here, pal. Mulan <laughs> was a woman. Oh, 
Let anyway. me introduce you to my Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> oh, Mickey Mouse Mickey. breaking into your house to tell you simple <laughs> facts. All right. Uh, Cows create milk. Drink milk. Drink milk. To create. Uh, also I mean, technically they, they true. They do, so yeah. Uh, King cool. Combat. What is your rebuttal? Do you want to start this time, Haley? Um, yeah. Team Roleplay is doing a lot of only roleplay. Combat is not necessary. Whereas I'm going to say they are both necessary to make a good storyline. And don't get me wrong, roleplay is fun. You could have like a three-hour tavern scene with no conflict, but that doesn't make it a good story, and it doesn't make it satisfying for a lot of characters. So... I'll ask the question with that. Is it a balance of the two that makes it better? I would say yes. Does does combat, how much impact does combat have on roleplay and how much impact does roleplay have on combat? Oh, I would say that combat has huge implications and changes on roleplay. Because what if you lose a limb? What if you go blind? What What if if you lose a character? I would argue yes, it does, but I would also argue that while you're role-playing, that may influence some of the choices that you'll make inside of combat. The balance of two is great, and they both they both complement each other if used correctly. But personally, I just feel like that role-play has more of an influence in combat than combat has an influence in role-play in yeah, some instances. Can you share some examples? Some examples, back to Boblin the Goblin, good old reliable. You've become very attached to this man. He's been he's been with you for a long, long time. He's become one of your dearest, most loved companions. The man is bleeding out on the ground, and you're 30 feet away, and you have a health potion. But the big bad evil dude's at, he's looking real, real bad. What are you going to do first? You're going to go and save this companion that you love so much? Or are you going to kill the big bad guy? Uh, Sounds like a huge decision you need to make in a combat scenario. That's real fast. by roleplay. Boblin the Goblin is a D&D trope of just like a character you really grow connected to that has like no influence on the story or whatever. It's like a throwaway character that the players are just like, oh, we love him. If you've heard us mention Mop Kid, Mop Kid is our Boblin the Goblin. <laughs> I love how hunters are like, oh, we love him. And then you're just like, he's useless. <laughs> They, that's literally what Bob, like Boblin the Goblin, that's basically what they mean. Like, you love them. They're just kind of throwaway characters that the players get attached to. Also, mm-hmm. Mop Kid is not a throwaway character. How dare you? He was a throwaway character. I Ouch. lost so many teeth for that man. What? I don't know. Well, you're a turtle. You don't that. have teeth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're right. All right. But would you have made those sacrifices for Mop Kid if you had never done no roleplay? Mm hmm. I think we've almost done no roleplay with Mop Kid. I think he just existed for like two seconds. So. That sucks. Because Mop Kid sounds like a freaking stellar NPC. Well, he's a stellar NPC, but uh, yeah, they've done nothing with him. It's just kind of like, they'll the be like, oh yeah, then there's a random kid swapping the deck. Nice. And Mop Kid, haha, we love him. <laughs> that was a really good impression of me. You're welcome. I've been <laughs> practicing, Kendall, just to do an impression of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi, I'm Kendall, haha. <laughs> I like piranhas. <laughs> so here's a question I have, um, kind of against team combat, and then I have one against team roleplay. No roleplay in D and D just turns into Warhammer, which Ooh. is another. I'm, which is another. I was gonna say, what's wrong combat. with that? Yeah, it's a very wildly <laughs> successful franchise. Yeah, and <laughs> you, you want to know what only roleplay gives you? Polly Pockets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Polly> Pockets, what? <laughs> 
I don't know, my Polly Pockets be fighting, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Librarian Annabelle has an armor class of 90. I pockets have missing limbs. <laughs> I've completely forgotten about those until just barely. I hate it. Everything gets better with combat. That's um, why they're missing limbs. Yeah, but oh, Brayden, you go. No, go ahead. You you go first. Okay, but why are you fighting? Just to fight? Humans by nature are contentious creatures. Okay. One way or another, a fight will break out, no matter what. All right. So for D and D to be that combat outlet. It's good for our human psyche. My man just did the plot of Fight Club. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if what if all wars were fought just in D&D? I've never seen Fight Club. I haven't, I haven't either. I just know the plot of it for some reason. Uh, so now let's get back. Why, Sam, do you like combat over roleplay? Were you not listening? No, I want to know like specifics. I don't want your because without combat, <laughs> okay, 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 that's fair. Jimmy Neutron wouldn't have met timmy turner it's like what like specifically to Jimmy you neutron invent timmy turner what it met had met. met oh met i thought you Cross said bait. i was so confused fun fact jimmy neutron is just timmy turner's dad i think Ooh. i like combat more because that's where the big like the big changes in the campaign happen that's where like the turning points the the plot twists mm. the the betrayals happen you can get those in role that. play. Whoa, I'm talking. How I'm dare sorry. you? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You could argue that role play can do that as well, but I don't think anything can beat having to stop your friend from being assassinated. You caught it early on. You're in a combat situation. You're outnumbered. How are you going to get out of that role play wise? They have no intention of letting you go. It will lead to combat. You should do some. The bard what? has entered the chat. <laughs> Yo, allow me to introduce myself. Um, okay. I think you could just get more, more like world changing events through combat rather than role play. Mm. Okay. Mm. Interesting take. Interesting take. I'm a new player though, so I could be wrong. It is subjective. It's interesting that you say that because it really comes down to personal preference. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. What is combat without role playing? But what is role playing without combat? Like you have to have both for a balanced story when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons, you have to have a balance of it. But at the same time, there are major combat um, mechanics that can happen during role-playing sessions that make the role-play really good. But then there's also major role-playing elements to combat that make combat really good. For example, uh, when Kendall and Sam's group, the most recent session where uh, Sigmus got nuked, uh, Farron and Penelope were fighting through their arcane power to control the anomaly— and then the anomaly exploded. Like, that's a role-playing element in combat. And then another good, like, for the other side is, again, in uh, the Wednesday night group with Kendall and Sam, when Brayden went to talk to Serdrex. Serdrex was the father of the child they kidnapped. They were trying to contact him to figure out what the heck is going on. Why was he part of Kidnapping is a stretch. You guys literally took him away from where he was. Anyway, um, they were role-playing for a little bit, him and Serdrex. Serdrex came in unarmored, like, was just there to talk, like, didn't want to, you know, risk his child's... The, the child wasn't there. He'd return him home, blah, 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 blah. But went to talk to Parker, Brayden's character. And then at the very end, one of the greatest role-playing... Um, moments i've had at my table was when brayden was like you know i'm really glad you didn't wear armor today and then cast magic missile at him 
and did a ton of damage, but then Sarah escaped. So there was a combat element to the roleplay. There's a balance between them both. But that's not why we're here. We're here to discuss which one's the best. And honestly, I, I'm, not, I'm not swayed either way right now with, for, with your guys' <laughs> arguments. Okay. Do we need I'll to bring it? And gravy. Oh, it's, it's combat. I, I he said biscuits and gravy. Oh. Sorry, guys. You guys got a better offer on their team roleplay side? I do. I do. Cookies. Ooh, biscuits and gravy. Chocolate chip cookies, my friend. Have you had, you've had my chocolate chip I cookies? Would, I would rather no. have biscuits and gravy. Well, I'll make about? it next time we're all together as a, as a podcast group. Biscuits and gravy. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm, I'm going to let you know right now. Uh, dessert is not the way to go for me. If you want to make me happy, you don't bring dessert. You bring smoked mac and cheese and brisket. Ooh, I was going to say that, actually. That, that's how you get me. If you want your character <laughs> to level up, make me smoked mac and cheese and brisket. What about a, a meatball sub? Ooh. 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 You know, this, this podcast has totally changed. How can we bribe the DM into I'll choosing our side? In the biscuit. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic. Um, maybe we can just start discussing a little bit more now about which, like, not debating, but discussing. Um, because, Kendall, Sam, do you guys like combat? Not Kendall, Sam, Kendall Hunter. Like, are you guys, do you guys like combat? Or are you guys just oh, yeah. anti-combat? I love combat. I like combat. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is sounding weird. But I'm with you in that it can drag on. Like, those combat moments where someone hits a natural 20 and it's like a sweet move and it goes really well and it's super cool like those are awesome and i think combat is very necessary for the story but it can also drag on and i don't feel like it's the core part of DD. and then on the other side Haley and sam do you guys like role-playing i mean Haley, you said you go either way so i do like role-playing but again as a newer player i'm still trying to find my place in it so combat lets me use what's written down on paper. It lets me use stuff that I do know. Okay, I'm gonna it's ask... kind of laid out there for me. Okay, I want to ask this question then. Sam, how can I, as your DM, help you roleplay more? I think you're doing great as is. It's just something that I'm slowly opening up to a little more. I mean, you've probably noticed the past few months playing. Mm. I've participated a little more and then a little more. So Wait. it really is just like a comfort thing. Roleplay really forces you to get out of your personal bubble of who you are as a person, where combat lets you kind of think critically and strategically. They both use very different sides of your brain, you know, like left brain, right brain. One, one is much more creative and um, improv. I mean, roleplaying is just all improv. None of this is mm -hmm. scripted at all. And then um, combat is much more strategic and logical and i mean there still has to be a little bit of non-metagaming which not metagaming in and of itself is very logical very strategic because you're doing what's best to win the game not what's best for your character um which is how what dnd is supposed to be played is you're supposed to be in that character 24 well not 24 7 but whenever you're in the session um so they're just very very different parts where some people might like the combat side better because they enjoy the strategy, like like Haley said, Haley is a very big min-maxer strategist, will destroy you in three hits without you knowing what's ever happening. And then you have people like Kendall, who Kendall is a very big storyteller. I mean, you want to be an author and all that stuff, which is awesome. Guys, make sure to encourage Kendall to continue writing her book because she's told me and it's going to be really cool. Um, 
Kendall is a much bigger role player because she likes the story driven aspect of it. I will, I will say throwback. Unfortunately, Haley wasn't there. I think she would have had a lot of fun with it. But the one shot we did a couple of, that was about like two months ago. Something like that. Yeah, I got, I got to see Sam really get into his, his role playing and it was very entertaining. Yeah. Sam shines with goofy, jokey characters for sure. Yeah, Thank you're you. Big, you're a big goofball. You're a big silly goose, aren't you, you Sam? Oh my gosh, what the heck? Man. Who's the silly goose? I don't know how I feel about this. It's a compliment. Um, Sam, do you think it's Roland, the character of Roland, that makes it harder for you to roleplay as? Or do you think it's the seriousness that we take D&D? That's a loaded question. Like, I'm, I'm okay with you think it's one way or the other. I don't think it's Roland. And I also don't think it's the seriousness, because I can get into it. It's really just my ability to to open up. And that that's where I think a lot of people do shy away from roleplay over combat. But I won't go over that whole spiel again. And I will actually, like, say something for combat. Um, when you know the mechanics of your character really well and the mechanics of the game really well, and you're playing combat, it's really impressive to see. So I think my hesitation with combat is I'm intimidated, right? And I'm scared that I'm doing the wrong move. And I feel like I'm not doing the best move in that situation at that time. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. What I'm getting from all this is there's actually, like, D&D is probably 70% roleplay, 30% combat. Like, there's a lot depends more... Depends on the DM. But I guess, yeah. yeah, it depends on the DM. Oh my gosh, could you imagine a DM that's, like, 90% combat and 10% roleplay? Oh, gee. Dungeon crawls. Like, yeah, that's that's a lot. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a Fast I, and Furious movie. <laughs> I, I will argue that there are some sessions like if it happens every session, that's way too much. But if you are in a very, very heavy, like combat centered area of the story, that, that's that's probably more likely going to happen that you're going to have just combat after combat after combat. Yeah. Haley, how do you implement uh, role-playing into combat then? You're a heavy heavy combat person. You love combat. But do you ro implement role-playing aspects into it? Absolutely. That decides what my character is going to do. So the not the last session I played, but the one before with my other group that I played with, we were fighting a sword wraith and she told us if we didn't destroy her crystal we could leave combat would end and we would leave without her killing us but my patron told me i had to destroy the crystal so that role play with my patron is what drove my character into the rest of this combat okay that's actually super dope first off uh mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's cool so but my you got it sorry my group was role-playing around it as well to try to stop my character. And they got themselves involved with the combat as well to fight my character. Huh. So it's, you really can't have a good D&D &D story without both. Yeah, one is not better. Like, it comes down to personal preference. I, we've said this multiple times at this point, so it's probably like beating a dead horse, but it comes down to personal preference. Just whatever you enjoy is the better option. For me, because you guys both brought up um, uh, good points of just, you know, like you can't have combat without roleplay. You can't have roleplay without combat. But I, I, for one, I'm like I said earlier, I'm a huge roleplay person. Like that's what I enjoy in Dungeons and Dragons is the roleplaying aspect, the building up of the story and all that stuff. But in order to build the story as well, you need combat. You need conflict. You need um, 
fighting, you need all this other stuff. I'm not great at combat to making combat. I think we've had probably our most influential combat sessions within the past few for both of us, uh, which was like, but there was also a lot of role-playing aspects for it. For Haley and Hunter's group, it was them figuring out, oh, these fae creatures, fae people, fae folk, I guess I'll call them, are being captured by devils. And then for Sam and Kendall's group, it was the destruction of Sigmus, that fight. They both had very big role-playing aspects in them that were done through combat. It really just comes down to whoever the heck likes combat and whoever the heck likes roleplay. And there has to be a balance between the both because each one in your group is going to be different. Mitchell in our, uh, in the Wednesday night group with Kendall and Sam, um, he's a big, he likes combat the most. He's not a big role player. He's not big into that, but he's, a, he really enjoys combat. I know Andy, when he was in our group was, he role played a little bit, but he definitely was always like, one's combat, one's combat, one's combat. I'm going to speak to the DMs out there. So you've got to balance your campaign to your group. You've got to balance your campaign out to your group so that they are having the exact amount necessary for what they like in the game. Uh, the Wednesday group is probably more of a 70-30 split. Um, still trying to figure out the ratio for Haley and Hunter's group. Um, I would probably say it's more... It's probably going to go into a deeper combat session soon. Oh, no, yeah. Especially with where we are now. We're yeah. Getting ready to jump right into it. Yeah, there's yeah. probably combat and... I'd even say combat doesn't necessarily mean fighting as well. Combat could be like your sneaking or your investigation, like maybe not investigation. That's more of a role-playing aspect, but like sneaking around in yeah. a dungeon or a, a camp or something like that could be considered combat. Um, a heist. Yeah. A heist could be considered combat. Like that's a good balance of both. Um, it's finding that balance that your group needs in order to make it fun for them. I agree. So, who won the debate? The answer to that question is Sean and Gus. They did. Not 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 role yeah. playing group, just Sean and Gus. No, just Sean and Gus. You know not, what? Not That's you guys. fair. Not you guys. The characters, not the, the actors. The characters, not the actors. Sorry, Dulé Hill. I, I, I'd give it a name too. <laughs> also Steve Harrington because he's dope. True. And Lord of the Rings. But I do like your argument of what is Lord of the Rings without role play? But uh, you, 100% you could say the same thing. What is Lord of the Rings without combat? The combat is the cooler scenes in the movies, at least. That's it's true. more memorable. Is it's it all the clips that I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bro. but then it's also like there's no stakes to that combat without those role playing, those bonding moments, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but sometimes you just want to see a dragon die. True. I'm going to say Sam carrying Frodo up the hill and the very Ooh. like ending scenes. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoiler, oh. this is a movie that's been out almost 40 freak. No, wait, no, it's not quite 40 years. Dude, it's, it's been about 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, but 20 years. But, I mean, I, I th those are two of my favorite scenes, actually. Like, Sam and Frodo climbing up Mount Doom, and then the the crowning of Aragorn. Two yeah. amazing scenes. Yeah, that, that when Sam says to Frodo, like, I I'm not quite sure what he said because... I can't carry I the ring. Yeah, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. Like, oh, oh, the tears in my eyes. They were plentiful. <laughs> it was great to see that movie in theaters a couple months ago. Ooh. All right, just sounds like now we need to have a movie night with biscuits and gravy. Yeah, buddy. Hey, you want to know something wild? Gel has never seen The Lord of the Rings. Oh, my before. gosh. Bro, 
Merle. Ask him if he wants biscuits and gravy. We'll trap him. Miguel, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, I know that Same. your guys' next date night. You know, it's actually funny because my sister-in-law hadn't seen <laughs> all of them either until recently. So I have a confession to make, actually. Um, oh, no. I didn't see it until like a couple months ago. Um, well, Why? I had watched it. I'd watched it in the background while I was like doing homework a couple of years ago for the first time. And I hadn't seen it because it scared my mom when she saw it in theaters. So it wasn't allowed in our house. So that's why I've never seen it. But then I actually sat down and watched it and paid attention. And I was very emotional and I get the hype. It's very good. Thank you for coming to our D&D podcast about movies. I'm sorry. I need no, to no, no. I, Kendall, that was a joke. Kendall, that was a joke. Okay. Here's okay. the thing. I feel like our, our best connections are two movies. Yes. Yeah. The best yeah. way to explain things are through media. That's how we relate okay. to people. Yep. Okay. 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 Also, it's not just you. We're all guilty of it. Yep. Okay. How many times have I brought up Attack on Titan? <sighs> At least once an episode. Yep. Go to episode. <laughs> Go watch. You only watch the first uh, goaded goaded show. Goaded show. Goaded episode. One episode goaded. Uh, Kendall, you watched one. You need to watch the next three hundred. It's so bloody. It's so oh. bloody and graphic and disturbing. But the story's so freaking good. It's worth oh it. Oh my gosh. I'm cutting oh. all this part out, but it's worth it. Okay. Um, it's so good. Is there any other? I know we didn't really settle to the debate because in the end, it's so subjective. Maybe we need to do a debate that is not subjective. I mean, in the end, all debates are subjective. Yeah, it's the point of debate. You're right. We're not cutting this part from the podcast. Ooh, nope. how about this? How about this? <laughs> we have our audience have a, um, bring up some points and we debate in their behalf. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll figure it out. Audience, what do you want us to debate about? Your choice. Give us some good points. Um, I think that's everything, though. Yeah, we're at 50, 50 minutes. So... Guys, we stretched it out. We did it. Yay. Yay. Did you think we wouldn't? No, We're I knew you would. Here. Dude, here's the thing. I said that so that the audience would be like, wow, they did it. It's all show business, baby. It's all about the Mets. Well, that's right. You it's heard it here, folks. It's all our, about the our Mets. Our host thinks that you're all feeble-minded. You're right. I cast the feeble-minded spell on you. <laughs> oh, 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 that was a good D&D joke. Thank you all for coming out to this episode today. I'm going to stop it before I make any more cringe jokes. Uh, Who do we share it with? Well, I got to say everything else until I get to there, my guy. Come on, Sam, you cutie. Thank you guys for coming out. We appreciate all the support that we've gotten. Again, we say this, I say this, we say this all the time. It's been beyond anything we could have ever imagined. It's been so fun to create this podcast and discuss. Uh, we talked about D&D a ton after our sessions. And so it's been so fun to be able to talk about D&D in a podcast format and with you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We can't express how grateful for we are for all of you guys. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure to rate five stars, comment, uh, participate in our poll that poll or whatever comes out after on the Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Tavern Wall. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for episodes, beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com. And as always, the best way to share this podcast is by word of mouth. You guys sharing it with your friends and family will make this podcast grow so that it can become bigger. Uh, and we can do this longer. As well, if you are in the Utah area and you are going to Fanex in Salt Lake City, Haley and I will be DMing in the D&D uh, floor. So 
So make sure to come hang, uh, check us out. We're probably going to have some sort of beyond the tavern wall thing that you would recognize us. So, and Kendall will be there volunteering. Hunter will be there dressed up as a salmon. And Sam will be at home playing Team Fortress 2. So, you know me so well. I know you so well. <laughs> you say I'm going to be there as a salmon? Yep, I did. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be a cod. What do you mean? Oh, my bad. Sorry, I get them mixed up all the time. Uh, How dare you? My bad. so my hard bad. on that costume. My bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> and as always, share it word of mouth with your friends and families. And we always give you a little bit of a side quest to go and share it with certain people. So, Kendall, who are they sharing it with? Who are they sharing with today, this episode, this week? They are sharing it with somebody who has eyes. Wow, we were really good we're these just, last two episodes. We're really just throwing the net out there. <laughs> <laughs> they right. got skin, they got eyes, you better get them. We're <laughs> making a whole human being today. So if you have eyes, share the podcast. You're if you legally are not, obligated to. Remember, Sam will come and find you. And make you play Team Fortress 2. And make you play Team Fortress True. He won't make you biscuits and gravy, though. Nope. That's only for us. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you all. Everyone, give your goodbyes. Love you all. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.